Coming up on today's show, it's Andrew Hawkins Day. Shut up, Hawk. Nobody cares. That's hurtful, Joe. My guy Marvin Jones caught four touchdown passes in his honor. I wore his jersey. Eh, it's my son's jersey, and he's seven. Ramsey's debut. Kid Cuzzy's ballin'. And Shanahan's revenge. Drink. All that and more on an exciting episode of The Tomahawk Show. Mm, I think I wore it better. Joe and Hawk, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, calling in response to uh, whether Joe was appropriate in dropping an F-bomb to Wisconsin recruits uh, and their parents. You know, in my humble opinion, uh, you're really talking to the recruits and the parents, you know, you're leaving them at the laundromat. So, well played, Joe. (laughs) Just wondering how the refs can screw us again this... Oh, wait, we're on a bye week. But still, how are the refs screwing the Browns this week again? This is John in Cleveland, and I'm feeling like I got left at the laundromat with no Browns on today. Go Browns. See you guys November 13th. I love those voicemails, but you know what? What's that? These guys and gals, because I know there's a lot of gals out there in the Tomaflock. Obviously. They need to make sure that they leave at the beginning of their message their name, yeah. where they're from, and what team they cheer for so that we can give them proper credit on the show and we can appreciate the greatness that they are when they leave these fabulous voicemails because uh, they made me laugh pretty good on a couple of them today. I agree. All right, well, listen, welcome to the Tomahawk Show, the four-time Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Sports Award recipient, the uh, valedictorian of DeVry class of 2002. Here, Andrew Hawkins, one of your most humblest of co-hosts, joined by my guy Joe Thomas, man, the first offensive lineman in the history of professional football. Joe, how you doing today, man? Doing great, man. It was a great week. Uh, was out at the farm. You have a glow to you right now. I know. Yeah, we were at the farm this weekend. We did a little autumn fest with the kiddos. Uh, I planted a pumpkin patch this summer, and so we went out there and That's awesome. picked pumpkins, and we carved pumpkins, and my cows, we just locked them uh, in the barn after being in the pasture all summer, so my kids are all excited about being able to feed them, and uh, it was just a beautiful, awesome day out there uh, in Wisconsin, which is not always something you can say in October, so you got to take advantage of them, and uh, even though the Thursday game this past week was a stinker, it was a lot of fun because we hung out as a crew after the game in Denver. All right, on a Thursday night football. Yeah, which was really fun. I got to meet uh, Colleen Wolf a little bit more and Steve Smith and... Um, and Michael Irvin, my Andrew guy. Andrew Siciliano. Hey, Irv Andrew Siciliano. Cecil Milano. So Irv disappeared like a ghost, and we don't know where he went, uh, so he didn't hang out with us, but yeah, everyone okay. else was there hanging out, having a great time, and uh, Steve Smith, it was kind of funny. He was like, man, we got this awesome bar. It's right across the street from the hotel. The valet was telling me about it. It's uh, got cornhole and beers on tap. And I'm like, great. Everyone's like, yeah, this sounds awesome. So we walk outside after the show's over and after the game's over. And we look on the map. And it's a 17-minute walk to this place. <laughs> so we're like, okay, let's Uber. But okay, it still sounds fun. We're, we're going to get in the Uber. And so we all hop into an Uber XL and we get there and it's kind of like quiet. It's Thursday night in Denver and, you know, it's not exactly Aurora night. And all of a sudden we get within like two blocks of this bar and there's like people everywhere. It looks like Halloween in Madison. There's just like streets are I I imagine that that that's jumping. That's a good thing. I've never been to to Madison during Halloween. But (laughs) this bar that he takes us to is first of all, we walk up. And the bouncer's like, uh, sorry, guys, it's couples and ladies night. We can't let all you guys in. <laughs> and uh, me and Steve were looking at each other like, uh, all right, I guess if, if we can't get in the bar, we can't get in. And uh, Andrew Siciliano's buddy was with us. And so the four NFL Network uh, media people, we still start walking away. And his buddy goes up to the bouncer and goes, do you know who those people are? They all work for the NFL. And he's like, I think you guys are making a big mistake. And the bouncer's like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, they, they can come in now. And I was like. How much money did you it? spend when you got in there? Nothing. I, I don't know. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah, they should have just turned no, you away. They should have. But it was emptied the emptied the uh, the bank account. 
you got you, let me know if you've ever gone to a place like this because it was real eclectic. It was like people with jerseys, like old guys with jerseys that just came from the game, and then it was like grungy early twenties people, and then like I'm a grungy uh, early twenties person. No, you're none of those things. It. it was just like a weird mix of people, and one of the stops to get into the club, you had to like pull up your shirt to show you didn't have like anything strapped, any guns in your waistband. And at that moment I was like, Steve, where the hell did you take us? I I haven't been to a place like this probably since college. Uh, So, but we went inside and the the party was not great there. So we lasted like 30 minutes and then went back to the hotel bar and had some chicken wings and a couple of beers and went to bed, but it was still good breaking bread with (laughs) my coworkers at the NFL network. Very anticlimactic story, but the party sounded like it, it had some potential early on. Um, if yes. you're listening, Tomahawk Show. Follow us on social media. Hit us up at Tomahawk Show. Join the Tomahawk Facebook group. Hit the voicemail line, 440-628-1376. Uh, as you know, today is Andrew Hawkins Day. We're recording this on Sunday. It is October 20th. It is a national holiday. Give a round of applause for that. Uh, hope There it is. Yeah. Oh, we're ready. Andrew. There Andrew. it is. Drink your Mountain Dews. Uh, have some wings. M&M's are a candy bar. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is the MVP. All the Andrew Hawkins hot takes oh. are true as of oh. today. So I don't want to hear any of your, your bullshit on social media. Don't at me. Don't include me. Mm. These things are true. Mm. I, I have my day and I'm going to celebrate. All right, Joe. Mm. So, Joe, you want to know what I did this weekend? I'd love to hear. I went to my son's first flag football game. All right. Oh. And, yeah. And I know we, we contemplated on this show of me getting him into a better league because he was kind of. He dominated last season in this Mm -hmm. league, but we didn't. We just kept him in there. He's in a higher age group, and we hoped, you know what? Things are going to be different this year. He's playing against uh, older guys, and he he is. It's a little more competitive, but they have him playing quarterback. And uh, he did well. He had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, He had an interception return for a touchdown, but he threw a pick. And he is like mad at me right now because I've been giving him shit for the last two days about throwing an interception, and I've been calling him Brock Osweiler, and oh. <laughs> he's uh, he's that giving is. me the silent treatment right now. I'm proud of him, but I still I still gotta bust his balls, man. This is <laughs> you know this is football. This is what this is what you got to do, Joe. So that was my weekend, did, did, man. He he read split safeties and it was a post safety look. They rotated and he didn't yeah. realize you can't throw the comeback against the post safety look. Well, well it, what happened was he, you know, the center who also plays receiver, she snapped the ball and she went right down the middle of the field. It was like a Tampa two look. He hung it over the top, middle linebacker, right in his bread basket. And he oh, was he was pissed. When that I've never seen him this mad. He was truly, I, I'm like, geez, he's really playing football now. Like cause he it was, was weird, upset. I, I actually did not know that Brian Erlacher was back to playing flag football yeah, with man. Uh, the kids out in California. Had a head full of I, head he, he was very rangy in the Tampa, too, let me tell you. I wouldn't try to throw <laughs> that against him. Yeah, smart move on your part, man. All right. Yeah. Got to know his personnel. Most important thing we'll talk about today, Tomahawk Live, November 13th. Mm. Tickets mm. are selling fast. So, look, don't miss out. Get on Ticketmaster right now. Hit us up. On Twitter, we have the link in our bio. You can go to House of Blues Cleveland website. Um, yeah, live show November 13th. We're going to start releasing guests probably sometime next week, but it's going to be awesome. We have some really, really good ideas, man, and uh, I'm nervous, but I know everyone's going to have an incredible time. Joe's going to be mm. there. I'm going to be there. Cleveland mm. is going to be in the building. Yeah, we got people mm. coming from London, people coming from uh, Kazakhstan. Where else mm. was it? Uh, uh, Paris. Paris. Yeah, we oh. have somebody named Paris coming, Paris. which is cool. Um, <laughs> so make sure you get your tickets. You don't want to miss it. Just it just so happens she works for us. Yeah, exactly. We got uh, Andy Thomas is going to be there, the whoop, most whoop. important Thomas uh, on this show. That's true. All right. So, Joe, now time for the hard part, bud. Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even want to text you yesterday because yeah, uh, you were riding high all season, man. Wisconsin was ranked number six. Mm-hmm. You were feeling, You were feeling good. And here comes Black Santa Claus, Lovey Smith. <laughs> to just <laughs> that is a great beard he's got. Let me tell you. <laughs> to ruin everybody's I'd sit holiday. Lap and ask for a win any day. <laughs> now, now I see what happened. Now, now I realize why they honor you every single game is because they needed the motivation. They don't honor you, and they lose. Joe, how were you feeling yesterday, man? I was really disappointed, but it's to nobody's surprise that the white boys from Wisconsin meet Black Santa Claus, and he is their <laughs> kryptonite. 
Like what is south this? of the border, man? Lumps of coal. No, I just knew it. You know, it, it's just typical college football. We don't talk a lot of college football on here, but no. these are 19, 20, 21 year old kids. And there's three or four games a year that they can get up. They can motivate themselves. They can prepare the right way and they play great game. Right. And it's usually if you're playing against a big opponent, like a couple weeks ago, Wisconsin played Michigan. They did that. They prepared well. They were excited. They were motivated. They played a great football game. They smoked them, right? Then, of course, now next week they play at Ohio State, which is another big game, and they're already looking forward to that, and then they just mail it in, and you have a dumper, and that's just the emotion of college football is so important, whereas in the NFL, I feel like emotion is just not as much of a part of it because you're a professional, and you realize if you have any bad game, they're just going to get rid of you. You're going to take your paycheck. Yeah, like you're done. So yeah. there's a lot more pressure. And so I think you get a lot more seriousness and preparation. And it's not as much about like rah-rah motivation because it's your job. It's like what you're doing as a professional. And so you don't get those ups and downs during the season as much as you, you see with a bunch of college kids. But it definitely was disappointing. I was sad about it. But <sighs> in the end, I talked myself into it. You know what? It doesn't matter. We still got to win the Big Ten if we want to go to the uh, college football playoffs. Yeah, I felt bad for you, man. And scale from one to ten, how sad were you? Ten being uh, or one being the saddest you've ever been in your life. One is the saddest? That's a weird scale. Yeah. Um, it's like a reverse <laughs> negative scale. Uh, yeah. I was like a six. I was sad, but... I reason with myself that you still have to win the Big Ten to go to the college football playoffs. Yeah. And so that means that you're going to have to go to the Big Ten championship game and then beat whoever's yeah. there, which would probably be Ohio State. And, and so you, really, in the grand scheme of things, this game didn't matter. And you're like, you're rich enough that you have a bunch of cows. So you're like, hey, yeah, I got, I got 10 cows. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> 10 cows. Cares? I'm going to my own farm tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, I'm right. so rich. I could give a cow away as a dowry and I'd still have nine more cows. My, my, my sons are going to marry well. Whether you're on the field or in the stands, you want to make sure you're protected if the unthinkable happens. That's where Air Medicare Network membership comes in. If a medical emergency arises, AMCN provides world-class air transport services to the nearest appropriate hospital for you or your family member at no out-of-pocket expenses. More and more insurance fails to cover the full cost of a medical emergency. And as an AMCN member, you'll never pay a dime when transported by them. Join the nation's largest air medical membership network and secure a peace of mind. Memberships cost as low as $65 a year for your entire household. And right now, as a Tomahawk listener, you'll get a $10 Visa gift card with a one-year membership. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Tomahawk and use our offer code Tomahawk. Life can be unpredictable, but you don't want that to affect your bank account. Whether you want to lower your monthly expenses or pay off debt sooner, Earnest Student Loan Refinancing has a solution for you. If you're still paying the same rate you were when you graduated, odds are you could reduce your monthly payment and save big. Even if you've refinanced before with today's low interest rate environment, most people can save by refinancing again. Earnest is the easiest way to refinance your student loans, saving you time and money. Checking your new rate is fast and easy. To start, complete a few questions online, it only takes two minutes, and you'll get a personalized rate estimate, all without affecting your credit score. If you qualify, Earnest offers customizable loan terms and no fees. You can even combine private and federal loans. Imagine having one single monthly payment with one low rate. Already refinanced alone? No problem! You can still be eligible to lower your interest rate again. Plus, the internet loves Ernest's customer service. They're rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. So you'll always get the support you need. Start saving today. Our listeners get a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash tomahawk. That's a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash tomahawk. Go to earnest.com slash tomahawk today. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I think it's time to get into some Tama headlines. What we got here? Yeah, let's drop some Tama headlines. Drop the Tama headlines. This is a special report from Tama Headlines. <laughs> Joe, your face no, lights I, up every time. Oh man, I love this. Every uh, time you hear a drop. I, I dread doing these Sunday shows every week because... It's the end of my week, which the weekends are so exhausting with four kids at home 
and being home constantly with him. And you get him in bed, and the last thing I want to do is look at Andrew's face. But then you guys go ahead and come out with the greatest segment intros of all time, and it just perks me right up, and there I get go. so happy once so again. I, it's, uh, there are performance enhancers. <laughs> Good thing we don't test for that. Yeah, no, we don't test for anything anymore. All right, look, my Tama headline is Jalen Ramsey debuts for the Los Angeles Rams, and he balled out, Okay. Uh, he, he was matched up against Julio Jones. And look, the Falcons are not good, and we will talk about that later on in the show or even right after this. But Jalen Ramsley balled out. He was playing against Julio. The thing that struck me is Julio was a super quiet dude, and we've seen this when Jalen battled A.J. Green uh, last year or a couple years ago as well, where he gets under these dudes' skin, and they start doing things that they're not used to doing, like talking shit. They were going back and forth the whole game, and, and Julio played decent, but... Jalen was clearly throwing him off his game and getting the better of him. And it made me think of a time, like the only time where I was like seriously mad at a DB in a game. And we were playing the Patriots in 2016. It was Tom Brady's first game back. Cody Kessler was the quarterback. I scored a touchdown early in that game on Cyrus Jones. Cyrus Jones was a rookie, right? Now, that wasn't the part that made me mad. He wasn't even talking crap, really. So what happened was after a play, and, and then the only really overlap is how mad I got. But after a play, I was blo- I was run blocking on him, and I fell, and I was on the ground. Then all of a sudden, I got this hard ass stomp on my ankle. Now I had surgery on this ankle, like like through my whole career, I had a bum ankle that I would like basically take uh, anti inflammatories anti inflammatories for every single day because it would swell up. And I had somebody stomp, and I look. And this DB that has been guarding me all game is standing over top of me. So I get up and I start going off, you mother effer. Like, so in my mind, he's trying to hurt me, right? He purposely stomped on my foot like an Indomitian Sioux style thing, right? So I come to the sideline. I'm going crazy. Coach is trying to calm me down. Teammates trying to cause me down. I'm like, no, no. He created a problem. So I'm like, I'm literally pointing on the field, yelling at him. I get in the game. I'm talking shit like the rest of the time. Like every chance I get, I'm effing you up, right? So we had a run play backside. I'm, I'm like over top blocking him and then I just push him after the play, right? Not like a hard check just to let him know like, yo, I'm pissed. He starts yapping back like, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Next run play. And I, I didn't do anything dirty, but next run play, I look him in his eyes so we're locked eyes and then I just go low and take his legs out. Backside of a play. And this is normal. It's a cut block. This is normal football, but it's always my defense mechanism for guys that think they're going to try to bully me. Like, oh no, you're not just going to tee off on me. I'm going to use things at my disposal. So I take his legs out. He's pissed, right? So he starts like punching me and I like, I throw my hands up like, ref, look at this, look at this. <laughs> and he's punching, ref flags him, throws him out of the game. Bill Belichick doesn't dress him for like the next four games. There's all these articles in New England media that, you know, how he's back in, in Bill Belichick's doghouse, blah, blah, blah. I go back to look at the play and okay, he might not have did it on purpose, okay? <laughs> so he, he didn't exactly stomp on my leg on purpose, but it felt, it, it hurt. But anyway, so I go to New England. Later on that year, I side with New England. And it is this awkward, like, tension between me and him for like the first two weeks I'm there until eventually we had to just hash it out in the, uh, in the weight room. Like, I'm like, look, man, my bad, bro. Like, yeah, nah, it's cool, man. I ain't step on you on purpose, man. I swear to God, everything I love, I'm like, nah, man, my bad. So we apologized. We were cool, and we moved on. But that was the time I was so mad, and it reminded me of the Jalen Ramsey, Julio Jones interactions today when they were talking shit to each other and probably threatening each other's families. <laughs> That's amazing. Joe, you ever talk uh, crap during a game? Not really. I did uh, maybe twice in my entire career, and let me give you the uh, analogy here. It was like... You know when you're you're driving down the highway, and I'm sure this happens in California all the time, and somebody gets road rage at you, but they're the one that's actually in the wrong. And so the fact that they were pissed at you, but they're actually the one that was in the wrong is what makes you mad. That's exactly what happens with my trash talk. Like I remember uh, he, he was a Dolphins linebacker. He was actually playing for the Bills at the time. Kiko uh, Alonso. Yeah, I remember and Kiko. He still plays. So, I think he's still playing, but he was like a rookie and rookies shouldn't be talking anyway. But so we, we kind of like mixed it up a little bit and I like damn near pancaked him and he gets up after the plane. He starts chirping. Yeah, yeah, you like that. And it made me mad that he (laughs) thought that he got the best of me when I really 
could have absolutely smashed him and I kind of laid off, but I still did my job and I still almost depleted him. But <laughs> he got up and was talking so tough that it just boiled my blood instantly and I couldn't take it anymore. And I just like went off on him. I don't even remember what I said because when I get pissed, I don't have anything good to say from like a trash talking standpoint. That's probably why I never really did it. Yeah, you're not very uh, witty. And I also didn't ever want to poke a bear, <laughs> you know, like let let the sleeping bear lie or like don't tug on Superman's cape. The last thing I want to do is get a lazy defender that I have to play against all game, fired Motiv- up and motivated, motivated to play hard. Right. The la- I want to give him an ambient and let him sleep through the game. You were in there giving out silent contracts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and then the other time I would start trash talking a little bit is if, some defensive lineman was just whining about holding all game. You know, the guy that's just getting his ass blocked and locked up, just fucking whining about holding. Oh, ref, ref, he's holding me. <laughs> you know, and you know you're not holding him. You're just blocking him, and he's just getting frustrated. Then I, I wouldn't be able to hold myself back. So, What would you say? Uh, that, what that was, was your go-to trash talk line? Nothing. I, I, I didn't really say anything all that interesting. Yeah, probably. I bet you really got under their skin then. Like, I wasn't trying to get under skin. It was just a, a steam let off valve, you know, like that uh, wasn't holding you. You just suck, you know, real creative, good stuff. Let me yeah, tell you. Just something that would make me feel All better. right. Nice. I mean, we got to start using you more in the comedy writing here because that that's, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. next level shit, Joe. All right. Yeah, what's your, uh, yeah. what's your, well, what's anyway, your so, all right, hang on. No, shut up. Here's okay. my comment. All right. All right so also from the <laughs> Falcons and Rams game, I loved watching Aaron Donald manhandle Devontae Freeman. That was beautiful because if there's one player in the entire NFL that I ain't messing with, it's Aaron Donald because not only is he probably the most powerful man on the football field, he's also one of the quickest and he's also really small. So I know that he's probably really good at wrestling and takedowns. Mm -hmm. And then if I got to the ground, he would ground and pound the shit out of me instantly. And I don't think I could go for my patented choke. Because nope. he's got such a short, stocky neck. I don't like, think I could even get my arms like around trying him. trying to choke a bull. Yeah, so whatever I do, I'm going pacifist route with Aaron Donald. So uh, the fact that anybody wanted to raise fisticuffs with him is uh, pretty stupid. That says something think, about your IQ. I don't think he wanted to raise fisticuffs. I think what happened was, and like, they locked up. Like, you know, where you grab a guy and he grabs you back and you like, you know, you're talking crap to each other right in their face. And yeah, I wouldn't have even gone that far. That's way too dangerous. Well, I mean, you it's football, you right? Like, well, you know, we're in the middle of a game. We have to break this out. We have to get to the next play. Neither one of us want to get a delay a game. But then Aaron Donald, and I know Aaron personally, uh, known him since he was a kid, grew up around him and uh, his family. Name drop. Name drink. drop. That should be a drink. Yeah. Every if time you drop I, a name, that should be in the drinking game. Well, that's going to be drink. tough for an a, a NFL podcast where we talk about all players we know and we talk about our own experiences. Well, here's, here's the difference. Here, here's the difference, right? This is, I heard this this week. All right. If you're dropping the name to clarify or amplify your point, then it's yes. not a name drop. But if you're saying it so that everybody realizes and recognize how awesome you are because I know Aaron Donald personally, that's a name drop. All right, two things. Number one, everyone already knows how awesome I am. Number two, <laughs> as I mess up the word. Number Fail. two. You can't even say that correctly because <laughs> well, it's such a lie. Number two, I was using it to uh, reiterate my point, which is I know Aaron Donald is a nutcase. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. So he probably said something super disrespectful to Devontae Freeman. But then he picked Devontae Freeman up off the ground uh, like a toddler. And then at that point is when Devontae Freeman was like, okay, you just picked me up on national television. I have to punch you. And then Devontae, as soon as Devontae Freeman got his feet back down on the ground, which was a couple seconds, then he started throwing punches at Aaron Donald. And I, I agree. I don't care. If you pick me up, I'm swinging on you. Period. Taylor Gabriel got picked up by Kiko Alonzo. Funny you said it a couple years oh. ago. Also a Falcon. Kiko and I told him the same thing. I'm like, Taylor, the next time you let another grown person pick you up, uh, without you giving them the uh, the go ahead first, and you don't punch him, I'm deleting you out of my phone. I don't care what my boys are saying at home about me. If Aaron Donald picks me up, I'm going to say, "Sir, could you please put me down? <laughs> I'm really scared of heights." There is nothing on the face of the earth that's going to make me try to punch Aaron Donald. I don't care how disrespected <laughs> I feel or how much crap I'm going to get from my buddies back home. I am not swinging on that man. Outside of Stipe Miocic, he might be the most dangerous man on the planet. All right. Well, I'm not walking with you down the dark alley. As long as Aaron Donald doesn't show up, we're all right. <laughs> but if he does, we should be okay because you've known him forever, right? Yeah. You guys are best <laughs> yeah. friends. Good for him. Aaron, it's AD. It's me, baby. Hey, buddy. It's your pal, Andrew. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, let's go. Am I tripping? tripping, 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 tripping. Mm. Oh, perfect segment. There's a lot of great stuff to get to today. I want to start with Matthew Stafford. He passed 40,000 career passing yards in only 147 games. Fastest QB to reach that mark in NFL history. Pretty impressive. However, yeah. the Lions lost. And compared to guys like Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Dan Marino, Matt Stafford has not accomplished much as a pro. So am I tripping, or is Matthew Stafford going to set the record for oh, gosh, all-time God. passing yards and never win a playoff game? Jeez, are you done with that monologue? Holy <laughs> hell. It's, it's, it's four minutes. Gosh. All you had to say was, yo, Matt Stafford has 40,000 yards. What the hell? That's what I thought. <laughs> say it, John. Don't beat around the bush. I can't believe it either, bro. <laughs> I, think, I think you are tripping. Wait, what was the tripping again? I'm just on a Yeah, you can't even remember. You were too I'm busy railing on the poor Red man. Bull, baby. His one opportunity to speak on the show, and you're destroying his heart. <laughs> no, he killed is it. Matt Sta- usual. Is Matt Stafford going to set the record for all-time passing yards and never win a playoff game? Oh, man, that is a good one. All right, Joe, you want to take it first, or you want me to to, to kill it per usual? Uh, I'll go first. So, first of all, Matt Stafford, love that guy. He has played so well. He's like he's like the big boy version of Kirk Cousins. The guy that always gets the stats but never gets the win. Was that a compliment? Maybe. <laughs> but right. I, I, I'm going to go so far as say Matt Stafford is going to end his career in the Hall of Fame because you know what? Matt Stafford's probably going to play another eight or nine years. He's going to probably throw for another 40,000 yards, and he's going to finish his career probably in the top – four or five all time in passing yards and he'll be up there with touchdowns. He's not going to have many wins, but in the advent of how the hall of fame is kind of moving a little bit more towards stats Uh based on what happened with Terrell Owens, like those guys did not want to let Terrell Owens in, but because of the number of stats and he was a great player, clearly, but the stats, the stats alone were what people kept arguing for to say, Terrell Owens deserves to be in because of how many uh, receptions he has, how many touchdowns, how many uh, yards he has. That's going to be the same thing with Matt Stafford. They're going to say, how do you leave him out when he's a guy that's top five in every statistical category throwing the football? It's not his fault that he a lot of times was on bad teams that didn't have great defense or didn't have a lot of weapons around him. Uh, Although I think – there is an argument on the other side that Calvin Johnson was a pretty decent player, so that could have helped him a little bit, but they never really had the defense to compliment, and that's why he doesn't have the wins. John, tell me this. Are you with me or Joe when I say that I don't think Matt Stafford gets in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I think Matt Stafford sets the career passing yards. If you set the career passing yards, you have to be. In the how, do you, how do you leave that guy out? I don't think he is I don't think the he most should prolific be passer in NFL history. He's never won a playoff game. game. He's never won a playoff and game. And I don't think he will. And he probably won't. Uh, Somebody else has never won a playoff game. Hope that doesn't keep me out. <laughs> You're a lineman, though, Joe. There's, I mean, the only stat they're really keeping at you is how many consecutive snaps you had, and you got that <laughs> by flying colors. Look, I don't know if Phil, Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Eli's won he hella playoff too. games. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. There are yeah, a lot of quarterbacks that need to get in. Yeah. That's and, the and, thing about this generation that's so interesting is there's probably half the guys that are playing right now at quarterback – there's a really good argument that they will get into the Hall of Fame. So that means Matt Ryan's going to be a Hall of Famer? Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, Ben, Phil, Eli, Stafford's like Yeah, let's six, quick go seven. down the list right now. So Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, those guys are in. Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, in. Roethlisberger, in. Yes. Yep. Eli, two rings? Yep, Eli's in. What? Phil Rivers? I think he gets in. I think Philip gets in. Philip Rivers just has not had postseason success. He lost to Ryan Tannehill. It's true, today. but I think he gets in. Ta- Ryan Tannehill beat him today, <laughs> like John just mentioned. That's true. How about this? Oh, let's keep going down the list. Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, <laughs> Carson Wentz. Get in? We're already. Having I'm not a- saying off of what he's done now. I'm saying down the line, like the trajectory he's on. Does he get in? I don't know. I, we, it, I thought it was we had to wait three years to see if this person is a long-term <laughs> success. Like last week, we Joe, do. it was like we had to wait four uh, yeah, years right. to even I'm let him start again. If you had to project, if you if somebody put a gun to your head and said, do you think Carson Wentz is going to get into the Hall of Fame when he retires or not, and you have to say one or one or the other, what do you have more conviction, saying he will or he won't? Uh, he, he won't? I don't know. Okay. If, that, if somebody puts a gun to my head for that, like – how about Matt Ryan, 11th all-time already in career passing? 
Matt Hall Ryan. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer, Joe? He's a former Tomaflock uh, interviewee. Keep that in mind. Matt Ryan? Yes. I think, I think he'll get in. Interesting. At the end of his career. You, you look, I mean, unless because of the prolific amount of passing that's going on in today's NFL, unless we start looking at that with a different lens, like as these guys are coming up, we're saying, the voters are saying like, there's way too many quarterbacks that are coming in and we need to make like that standard a little bit higher and more difficult. Then maybe the, a bunch of those guys don't get in, but based on kind of today's standard, there's, I would say half the quarterbacks that are playing right now are probably going to end up being Hall of Famers. That's crazy. So, All right. What do we got right. next? The Cincinnati Bengals are 0-7, guys. They fired their head coach, Marvin Lewis, after 16 seasons and have not won a game since. Am My I tripping? Or should the Bengals trade A.J. Green into a hard reset on their winless roster? Hawk, you're this resident Bengals <sighs> expert. You want to take this one? Yes, you're tripping. Don't, don't trade A.J. Green. I don't care if A.J. Green comes into your office and does the Peyton – Peyton Manning school of get yourself traded and takes a dump on your desk the way he asked Joe to, you don't trade him. He's been the best player for your organization. I, either you build around him or you let him just ride off into the sunset. He's deserved it. But also, they haven't won a game since they fired Marvin Lewis. How, how crazy is that? It's crazy. Uh, what a fix. What a fix that was. How long does Mike Brown stick with Zach Taylor? Like 14 years? If they don't win a game for the first five <laughs> years of Zach Taylor's no. regime, <clears throat> does Mike Brown stick with them? See, that's what you don't get about Mike Brown. Mike Brown, it's funny that people have that narrative about him now, like that he is going to just let anybody coach, doesn't matter. Yeah, because he doesn't want to pay him to go away. No, well, yeah, that well, before Mike Brown, he was just cycling, or I mean, before uh, Marvin Lewis, he was just cycling coaches because they weren't good, and he would just go on to the next one. The reason why he stuck with Marvin Lewis so long is because Marvin Lewis was the only coach that had been able to figure it out. Like, even to be mediocre at times, the team was, and they were good. He understood, like, yo, I remember the 15, 20 years prior to Marvin Lewis, so he stuck with him that long, and I think you're going to see what those night, early, late 90s, early 1000s years were like before Marv came on board, because, again, right now, they are front runners to be getting uh, to attack of Aloha next draft. Mm. So yeah, what what do they do if they're staring two in the face? Do they get rid of Andy Dalton and pick Tua? You know what? I, I I think this, and Andy is my my homeboy, brother, friend. Everyone knows that name drop, and I have to say it because I'm about to say something that um, I'll I'll be the judge wanna, of if it's a name. Drop. I don't want people to think I'm I'm talking ish on him. I think that it is time for him to leave the Bengals for his own sake. And for the Bengals' sake, there is not a lot of talent around this roster, especially with AJ Green out. Like we, they had a really good roster that has since aged. They've sent them off to different places. Nobody is there. They have a bunch of young guys. They don't really have an identity. So for Andy Dalton, who I believe is an above-average quarterback, he would thrive in a more stable environment and be able to get back to the Andy Dalton that we've seen a year ago. Because you talk about numbers. If you look at Andy Dalton's numbers, people at Cincinnati love Carson Palmer. Andy Dalton's numbers are better than Carson Palmer's, but they're in love with the 6'5", rocket arm, USC, top pick, blah, 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 blah. And again, if you look at their numbers, and again, he's having a rough year this year, but his numbers are better than Carson Palmer's. And I still think if Andy Dalton gets to a team with a good defense, gets to a, de- a team uh, with the right play caller that fits his, his style of play, I think he can make them a legit contender and a playoff team. Tampa? Tampa is one. Chicago is one. Tennessee is one. Like those kind of places I think Andy Dalton could go to and thrive again like we've seen him in the height of his career. There was one in 2014 or 2015, one of those, Andy Dalton was one of the leading candidates for MVP when he and Hugh Jackson were working magic in 2015. Mm. Like Hugh was one of the, the hottest head coaching candidates and Andy Dalton, before he got hurt in week 14, was one of the leading MVP candidates. Does Andy Dalton, when his career's over, get into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer in my book. You're a Hall of Famer in my book. That's, the, uh, that's my Denzel Washington. The Red Rider to the Huff. You're a Hall of Famer in my book, Yos. Well, hang on. You are tripping. The Bengals should not trade A.J. Green. He's going to play yeah. another nine or eight, ten years. The guy is very skinny, and skinny guys never get hurt. 
<laughs> Even though he's been hurt all this year. <laughs> right but they play a long time. Skinny guys play a really long time. And you do not trade a Hall of Fame type receiver in the prime of his career, even if you are rebuilding. That's the type of guy that you keep around. I can't imagine a price that you would get rid of A.J. Green for. Maybe three first-rounders, but even two first-rounders, you always, I always figured that a first-round pick has about a 50% flame-out rate. So even two first-rounders, you got to assume one of those is a bust and one is good. So what are you going to just hope that that one is an A.J. Green? What are the chances of the one that you hit on becoming an A.J. Green? It's unlikely. Keep A.J. Green. You'd be stupid to get rid of him because he's going to play too much longer. The only guys you want to get rid of when you're doing a rebuild or a deep rebuild is somebody that's Tackers. not going to be along for another couple years, whether it be contractually or being that it's the end of their career. Last one, guys. Lamar Jackson runs wild for over 100 yards again this week. Mm. Last week we talked about how the Cincinnati Bengals did not game plan correctly for Lamar Jackson, and he ran for over 100 yards. He did it again to the Seattle Seahawks this week. Am I tripping, or is Lamar Jackson just game plan proof? He might be game plan proof when it comes to running the football, especially if you're a two-man team. Joe, more than anything, I don't even know if you're tripping or not. I don't even care. All I want to say is Joe said this dude would be out of the league by now. And here he is, just fledging up the rankings as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I would even ask, and I am hesitant to even say this on this podcast, if you had to do a one-for-one swap right now, Baker and Lamar, would you do it for the rest of this year? For this year? Yeah. Mm, if you I had the option. I would still say no because – because this is such an important year for the Browns as they're building the foundation of the future. So you're saying no because I'm okay with losing. Because <laughs> you're saying I'm not worried about Baker winning right now. Baker beat Lamar Jackson. I don't know if you remember, but no, Baker I remember. beat Lamar Jackson I'm just not, a few I'm weeks ago. I'm not shitting on Baker. Lamar I love Jackson Baker. Today. That's my quarterback. But what I'm saying is Lamar Jackson is you. balling. And you. It, it is hard to argue that right now people in the in the football world would say Lamar Jackson gives you a better chance to win right now when he's on the field yeah i mean there's probably a lot of people that agree with that and it's not a crazy take lamar jackson's winning football games and he's doing it with the team on his back when you rush for 116 yards uh and your team wins by a, a large margin against a good seahawks team against russell wilson that's saying a lot about your quarterback and the play he has but uh he's still not throwing the football all that effectively he's, he was nine out of 20 143 yards but he's just so dominant when he is running the football. He makes teams just have such a difficult time game right. planning for him right now because we thought, oh, it'll be just like uh, the Chargers from last year where they'll just throw an extra DB on the field. They got a lot more fast guys, and then he won't be able to just run all over the place, but that hasn't been effective. Nobody's been able to figure him out. So I think the only thing that could possibly slow down Lamar Jackson right now and throughout his career is injury. That's the big question mark that yep. I think everyone's still looking at is, mm -hmm. can this guy stay healthy? And there's plenty of quarterbacks who are able to do it. You know, Michael Vick, for the most part, throughout his career was largely healthy. He wasn't as healthy as a typical sit in the pocket and throw the football type quarterback. But for a running quarterback, I think he exceeded most people's expectation for surviving a lot of those impacts. And so that's really going to be the question with Lamar Jackson because it seems like he has become game plan proof because right. he is so dynamic as a rusher and he still is able to throw the football uh, reasonably well at times. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I would love to see them play the Patriots and just see what Bill Belichick comes up with to try to. Right, that's always the it's always the test. Like, wrinkle we'll see on what you and do see, you know, Bill Belichick, buddy. Be, Mr. Yeah, because as, a, as everyone always loves to say in the NFL, <laughs> it's a copycat league. So if Bill puts out a good blueprint, everyone's yeah. going to copy it. Everyone's just waiting for Bill to crack the code on on everybody. Like, Bill, who's can hard you to please uh, just maybe? Take your bye week and, and just send us a game plan for what you would do if you were playing the Ravens. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Lamar, he's, he is fun to watch, man. He is good. He actually throws yep. the football really well. Like you, analysts had us believing that he was like a Tim Tebow type with the throw in the football. That's no, not the, case. the dude can throw the football. He's he just not as football. consistent. He's not. He, he, he can throw the football. He's just not as consistent with his accuracy. Right. Whereas Tebow flat out could not throw. Yeah. Like that's that simple. Tebow can't throw. He's, yep. he's basically just a a small fullback or a big running back back there. <laughs> just, <laughs> they can't throw. It's a motivational tight end. Yeah, but, you know, the, talk about how cool it is to be an NFL fan right now, and the NFL has got to be so happy. Look at all the young and exciting quarterbacks that are in the game right now, just in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, you're right. 
Carson Wentz, he's exciting. Yep. Dak Prescott, not the most exciting, but pretty exciting. Yeah. Jared Goff, uh, Josh Allen with the Bills. You probably he's an the exciting four most young quarterback. Mediocre quarterbacks. No, I'm, I'm just going through. He's <laughs> an exciting young quarterback. <laughs> like I'm saying guys Tannehill, that came in, uh, yeah, guys that came in the NFL in last year. Deshaun Watson was exciting. Last Kyler week. Murray. I'm going to say Daniel Jones, although he's not like exciting from oh I can't wait to see him play standpoint, but he seems to be a That's pretty messed good up. young quarterback. He has a good quarterback. to me. He is exciting. He just doesn't. His face doesn't look exciting because he doesn't. <laughs> well, he's not excitable yeah. either. But no, I think like the the style that these young guys are playing from you know Russell Wilson was kind of the first one that said, "Hey, I can be a quarterback and escape the pocket and throw the football, Jeez. and it's okay. Like I don't have to just stand there the, like a statue, the disrespect like Tom to Brady, McNabb, Drew Brees. You just the, the disrespect you just gave to Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham." Randall was uh, way, way, way before that. And, okay, uh, Donovan McNabb was not that Doug good Flutie. running the football. You just pissed on Doug Flutie. Who else? Who are the other you're, quarterbacks? You're missing the point. All right. I get it. I get Patrick it. Mahomes. I mean, those guys are exciting. I don't care if they're on crappy teams. Like, right. I tune in and I want to watch the Cardinals because I think it's fun watching Kyler Murray and the stuff he, he, he's doing. Same thing with Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Baker Watson. Now, those guys are good. Too. And Baker mm-hmm. is exactly that way, yep. too. Now, he's not on elite level uh, from an athletic standpoint as a Lamar or a Kyler or Deshaun Watson, but he's up there with the ability to escape the pocket and run around and yep. be, make creative, fun plays. So what a great time to be an NFL fan. You're very right. How often do you get a chance to be a part of history, to witness something with your own eyes that only a select few will ever get to see? Do you want a chance to witness history being made? The Tomahawk Live Show is here to give you that chance. That's right. The Emmy, Oscar, Grammy, Tony, and ESPY award-winning Tomahawk Show. It's making its stage debut at the House of Blues in Cleveland, Ohio on November 13th. The humblest of all co-hosts, Joe, that's him, Andrew Hawkins, myself, We'll be joined by a host of guests who will join us for a live and incredible night of podcasting, sports, and humor. You don't want to miss it. Tickets are on sale now and can be found through the House of Blues Cleveland website, Ticketmaster, and the Tomahawk Show Twitter. We will see you there. Today's episode of the Tomahawk Show is presented by MyBookie.ag. Whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, MyBookie is your best bet this season. No one gives you more ways to win. MyBookie.ag has the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. With baseball playoffs in full swing and football season well underway, there's never been a better time to sign up for MyBookie. And where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. So if you're going to bet this season, Do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code DOUBLECOVER to activate the offer. That's promo code DOUBLECOVER to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, what we got next? Run pass option. Run it or pass it. Run it, run, 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 pass, option. Mm, my favorite rapper of all time. That's Joe Thomas. Not as exciting to me as the first couple segment drops, but that's still pretty pretty sweet. All right. Chris, you got work to do to impress Joe. Guys, Rodgers hangs six TDs, boasts perfect pass rating and home win over Raiders. Run it or pass it? I'll start this off, and I will say pass it because I could care less about the Packers right now. They're just they're good. They're so good. Shocker. Aaron Rodgers is good. All right, Joe, I'm, I'm leaving it on you. Yeah, oh, I'm running this one yeah, because I I, I'm going to take every opportunity that I possibly can to pat <laughs> myself on the back when I said I was the first voice in media. I'm not going to say I was in national media because I was just a, a lowly regional guy at that moment. I wasn't on the big time like I am now every Thursday night. But I said way, way back in, was it September, October last year, I said Matt LaFleur. This is a name that nobody's heard of, but I said he would be a perfect head coach for Aaron Rodgers because of his style and because of the offense that he's going to bring there. It would fit Aaron Rodgers perfectly. And Joe Stradamus is right once again. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is having an 
unbelievable season, and it's only getting better each week, which is exciting to watch. Oh, nice. I, I was I was worried die. about you. I didn't think you were going to get it in before the timer didn't went Didn't have off. to explode. Well done. <laughs> you, know, you know what we need to get? You know in Austin Powers when they're sitting around the meeting table and all of a sudden their chair flies backwards and the, <laughs> the, the floor opens up and they go down to like purgatory? Yeah. That's what should happen to us if we go too long on run pass option. <laughs> I like <Wah>! that. <laughs> Brissett goes for 326, four TDs, no picks as Colts pick a big division win against Texans. Joe, runner to pass it. Pass. Um, I love Jacoby Brissett, but I'm going to. Stellar. This is a tough one. I'm going to pass it. Moving on, Kid Cuzzy goes crazy in Vikings shootout victory over Detroit. Hawk, run it or pass it. I am running this thing. Mm. Kid Cuzzy entering the MVP race, Joe. That's three weeks in a row the dude has balled ever since Stephon uh, Diggs and Adam Thielen called him out for not passing the ball. The offense has looked amazing. They've looked complimentary. Dalvin Cook is still running, and Kid Cuzzy has been balling. In this game, though, and this I have so much time left I'm going to say it, Marvin Jones went for four TDs in one game, which is Ooh. wild. All right? Like, I, I had I got his jersey here. People that are listening can't see it, but I'm holding up his jersey. I actually wore it. It's in my son's jersey, and it was cutting off my circulation. And I almost died, similar to like I will if I don't stop talking now. <laughs> Marvin Jones becomes well, only well the done. second player in the history of the NFL to have four TDs receiving twice in a game the other two jerry rice and sterling sharp pretty good company so i had nine career touchdown receptions in my career i played i think <laughs> 75 career games marvin had eight touchdowns in two of his ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous la shovels dirt on one and six I falcons even, i don't even get a chance to run or pass it. oh sorry joe gonna, Ooh, did he sorry, do such man. a good job i killed it <laughs> he killed it joe so, run it or pass it i'm gonna pass it <laughs> but I will take credit for this because ever since we called out Kid Kazi, he's been balling. Very true. So Let's, he's he's more credit for Joe. It doesn't matter. If he calls <laughs> you out take all the and he's wrong. He Joe Stradamus takes credit for that one. Right, he gets the credit. <laughs> LA shovels dirt We're on one wrong. and six Falcons in Jalen Ramsey's debut. Hawk, run it to pass it. Um, I think I already talked about this. You did. So pass it. <laughs> Joe. Save my run. I'm going to pass it, but I love how you wrote L.A. shovels dirt because I hear that the stadium in L.A. is costing $5 billion to make, and mm. they were saying it was only going to cost like $2.5 to build. Uh, and I'm hoping that Hawk and I, our NFL Network studios that are going to be built in there, yep. are getting all that overage. So I yep. think they're building a $2.5 million dressing room because it takes that long to get our beautiful faces looking TV ready. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Arizona wins third straight as Cliff and Kyler coast past Giants and Rutherford. Joe, run it or pass it? I'm going to pass it. I, I love watching Arizona. Our man Cliff continues to impress. I'm going to see him next week. Thursday night football, baby. You can't give half of your take in a pass. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to pass it too because Joe already killed it. Kyle Shanahan <laughs> revenge game. Niners shut out Washington in run heavy mud bowl. Hawk, run it or pass it. I'm going to run it. And I know Kyle Shanahan is juiced up about this win. He is a, a vindictive SOB. So I know <laughs> he couldn't wait to get a W here. I know in his, in his soul of souls, he wanted to win by 60. After the game, he gave his dad the game ball because of how PO'd he is about what happened and transpired in Washington with RG3 and with the ownership and getting rid of him. And here he is in that staff. They had three of the hottest head coaches right now in the NFL in the building, and they shipped them out. And here Washington is looking for a new head coach. Plenty of time to spare. Boom. Boom. Nice work. Boom. <laughs> we don't even need to run the clock yeah, on this one. You might as well just turn the clock off because <laughs> the kid's killing it. Nice job. Joe, run it or pass it. I'm going to run it, and I love what Kyle Shanahan did, giving the game ball to his dad, because it reminds me of when Kyle was in Cleveland and he got fired or walked away, and he gave the PowerPoint presentation to the Haslam's <laughs> about what was wrong with the organization, and he probably, I never saw it, but he probably had some really good points, and I hope they're taking it into account, because Kyle Shanahan clearly is a fantastic head coach, and this offseason... You and I, Hawk, we can get head coaching jobs because we, we knew know. Kyle Shanahan exactly. at one point and we're young and sexy. It's a time. This is the offseason of <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Last year was the Sean McVay offseason. 
Oh, man, you think we can get that PowerPoint from Kyle Shanahan? You think we can Kyle get him to send us the PowerPoint he used in Cleveland? If we can put that on our website. We'll play it at Tomahawk yeah. Live. There you go. We're going we're gonna to have it streaming during our whole Tomahawk is the whole presentation in the background. <laughs> I think one addition to the drinking game should be if you use a pronoun instead of Kyle Shanahan's name, one of us has to drink because we're using the pronoun. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So if you say he instead of Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> it still counts. <laughs> it counts, and you have to drink. Well, if we say Kyle Shanahan, the audience drinks. We're locking down the rules to the official Tomahawk drinking game. I can't wait. That's the, the most exciting part of this pod for me. Rule number one, it can't be bleach. Apparently, my wife said that's not cool to, to make a joke about people drinking bleach. So don't do that, guys, at home. All right, <laughs> <Yeah>. next one. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you went over the line with that. I, I called <laughs> Keisha right away after that show. She told me. She told me. Guys, Saints march out of Soldier Field victorious. Run it or pass it. Joe. Pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pass. But pass. it was cool to see Teddy Bridgewater. A couple onside Bridgewater. kicks reco- recovered in that one. That was exciting. It was cool to see Teddy Bridgewater playing in the stadium he's going to be playing in next year. So, Ooh. pass. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Chargers disappoint their non-existent fan base in Music City mess. Hawk, run it or pass it. How many passes do I have left? Or runs, I mean. One more run. Um, I'm going to run it. All right, here, here's, here's my take, which I, I really didn't care about this game as much just because Tannehill, like it was like, mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers, you have to be able to beat Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, right? Not the case, which begs me to ask the question, is it over for Phillip Rivers? Hmm. Like watching him, and he has it like, when he's playing bad and with his throwing motion, it looks really bad like other quarterbacks have bad like cam newton for one he was not playing well right and he was not making the throws he was off and you could tell he was off in the throws but you didn't you couldn't tell that right when he threw it philip rivers has been a good quarterback now that he's not making the throws and his form sucks it's like it looks like it's really over for philip rivers i like that take joe run it or pass it i think hawk's dead uh <laughs> i'm gonna pass on that one but the chargers are going? You heard it here first. Joe Stradamus says Chargers are moving to St. Louis in two years. Mm. We've got a lot of fans on the Tomahawk that are from St. Louis. It's one of those strange areas. I don't know why, but there's a ton of fans in that St. Louis area, and I'm hearing big news coming out of St. Louis. They think that there's a big lawsuit going on that, with the NFL that they're going to win, and one of the things that they're going to get is since the Chargers can't sell any tickets in L.A., they're going to move them to uh, St. Louis. Wow. Just saying. San wow. Diego, Joe sorry Stradamus for your loss. Coming in hot. Coming in hot right. with some some hot takes. They lose it. the Rams to L.A., but then they get the L.A. Chargers back to St. Louis. <laughs> You're going to get a letter from Goodell, Joe. All right, what we got next? <laughs> Copycat League. He's, he's got a lot of letters in my Yeah, uh, they're getting backed up. <laughs> they're getting backed up. Return <laughs> to sender. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo circles the wagon. Dolphins remain winless. Joe, run it or pass it. I'm taking my last run. Uh, Buffalo was my wild card in the AFC, my first wild card in the AFC, going all the way back to the summer when the NFL Network asked us to pick the AFC and NFC playoffs. They're continuing to exceed even my own high expectations for them. They're playing great football, the only loss of their season against the New England Patriots, and they played really tough with Josh Allen until he got hurt in that game. Uh, Brian Dayball, their offensive coordinator, we had him in Cleveland for a couple years. I think he's doing a great job with that team. 117 yards rushing. Josh Allen continuing to play good football and continuing to be one of the exciting young studs in our NFL. Mm, Joe, you're getting, you're getting pretty good at this game, buddy boy. Buddy, yeah, buddy. Buffalo Bills are 5-1, and one, guys. Hey, man, how about that? Watch out. Hey, watch out, man. Bills Mafia. All right, that does it for Am I Tripping? Before we go, Let's talk our, our tomahawk catchphrase game, which has been lights out the last couple of weeks, man. We got a lot of momentum going. I got other media personalities hitting me up, telling me they want in. This past week, our catchphrase was leave them in the laundromat. And Mina Kimes, she hit me up personally and said she needs, a, she needs an extension. So I gave her a week extension mm-hmm. for leave them in the laundromat. Uh, and we're going to see what she's able to, to work on ESPN because I think she's on like 400 shows a week. So there's plenty of opportunity for her. For you, Joe, 
you hit it on Thursday Night Football, and it was masterful. I have to say it, man. I was never more proud of you, even as your oh, teammate, even watching I, anything I you would do like on TV. I'm like, there's finally something that Joe is good at, and I, for one, <laughs> couldn't be more excited about it. Thanks, man. It was a really proud moment. Um, <laughs> I feel like two weeks ago when I hit our catchphrase, I telegraphed it a little bit because I was did. so excited about it. it. I had a big smile on my face. We were in New England, and I gave it away a little bit, but I, I still hit it. Uh, this week, I did it like a true pro. I'm not going to lie. I spent at least an hour in my hotel room <laughs> that morning uh, in Denver. I was enjoying the mile high air, just staring at myself in the mirror, giving myself the game face as I looked into the mirror and said, he's going to leave him in the laundromat. <laughs> and I did it enough times that I totally nailed it. If you haven't seen it, go to the Tomahawk Show Twitter page, go to my Twitter at JoeThomas73 yep. and check it out because not only did I nail it once, but then Colleen Wolf, the real star of our show yep. and a member of the Tomahawk, she nailed it at the end of the show also, uh, <laughs> which continues to be my most favorite thing about the NFL is the Tomahawk Twitter uh, <laughs> catchphrase game. Okay, so... Now it's time to get a new catchphrase. We will still let Mina have her extension on, on leave him in the laundromat. Me and you, we did our part there. I am a perfect all season. I have not missed one yet. It was a close one this week, but I got it in as a buzzer. Mm. So what are our options? Do we have different suggestions for this week already? Yes, the Tama Flock's done a great job of dropping these suggestions mm. on Facebook. Please keep keep the submissions coming, guys. This is one of our favorite things to do is read through these. We have three finalists for this week. All right, let me hear them. Because I've seen some good ones on my Twitter, too, and I'm curious to see if you have the same ones. Yes, keep those coming. So Jordan Falk submits, you can't fix a flat tire by changing the driver. <laughs> Okay. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. That I feel like good. there's a lot of opportunities. I could there. easily work that, that one. That would be an easy one. Yeah, I was like something a little simple. tougher. There's a lot of that ones that people submit sense. that feel like highlights, and Joe doesn't really call highlights on Thursday Night Football, so I've been shying away from no. those ones. Okay. Cody Yansa Wright says, Papa, don't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Papa, don't play that game. I'm only laughing because I can envision Joe saying it, and it makes me laugh that much more. That's great. Mike Carlisle might have come through with my favorite, though. Okay. You're going to get wet when you're pissing up a rope. Okay, I don't even think I can do that on TV. <laughs> that that might that. actually get us in trouble. Yeah. All right, so those I are like our only it. options. Those are our three finalists for this week. Okay, well, let's do this. We're going to put a pause in it. We need more submissions. Those are good, but I feel like we got there's more in the tank out here. There's many more. There's um, I Ain't Got Time to Bleed, Possession is Nine-Tenths in the Law. How about this one from <laughs> Matt Grabilly? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> Slicker than a pig snot on a doorknob. <laughs> All over him like a cheap suit. Inject me with some of that. This isn't your mother's meatloaf. I don't know what half this stuff means, but it's great. <laughs> this isn't your mother's meatloaf. <laughs> I might like sense. that one. Joe, anything, any of these sticking out to you? There's a lot of good ones. Ah. Uh. Keep them coming, John. What else you got? Luck is something for losers to believe in. And that's how you get two birds stoned at once. <laughs> okay. <that> was, <laughs> if you want honey, that's you great. might get stung instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> how about this one? And that's why you don't wear white after Labor Day. The road to success is always under construction. How do you guys come up with these? These are amazing. <laughs> the Beast is in the Kitchen is making a comeback. I'm still a big fan of The Beast is in the Kitchen. Oh, that would be – that would. I don't want to make it where it's so easy that you don't get that we're playing a game, but then I don't want to make it so obvious where we get fired for you yeah, know, I don't want being to get fired on the job. Mm -hmm. well, we should pick maybe four and do a Twitter poll this week, I think. So maybe maybe pick four right now and then take the top two from that poll and then pick a couple more from Tuesdays, like a, like a bracket. You know, yep. like the top two from this week, top two from Tuesdays, and then put those together for the winner. And then uh, it'll be announced like Wednesday on the Twitter handle at Tomahawk Show. Just in time for me to nail it on Thursday night football. <laughs> I like that. So we're going to pick four. Mm -hmm. We're going to put them on the Twitter and mm -hmm. we're going to let the fans decide on our Tomahawk catchphrase for week eight of matchups. All right, that does it for this episode of the Tomahawk Show. We appreciate you joining us. As always, make sure you rate five stars, uh, leave a review, and tell a friend about the show, man, because you love it, we love it, and we should all Joe Hawk ourselves together. Joe, do you have final thoughts, brother? Yeah, final thoughts. Going back to being rejected from the bar for the first time in, in many years, uh, <laughs> me, Steve Smith, 
couple guys might end up in the Hall of Fame when their uh, five-year wait is up. Colleen Wolf, Andrew Siciliano, a couple people that might end up in the Media Hall of Fame. Apparently, in Denver, we're just a few schmoes walking down the street because we can't get ourselves into a bar. And I wonder aloud, if Andrew Hawkins was with us, would they have escorted us right in the side door or would we gotten rejected just the same? That's a good question. Find out next time on the Tomahawk Show. Joe, take us out. Joe Hawk yourself. Yourself.